You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Okay, okay. Welcome to uh, our live Star Wars, the, the Rebels podcast uh, at Star Wars Celebration. We got an awesome crowd in here. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with this turnout. I'm really happy that you guys all uh, showed up yes, to check you. us out. Uh, we're check one. Okay. <laughs> check one, two. Uh, thank you to everybody who's also watching online right there. Everybody wave to the camera. Say hi to the family at home. Uh, awesome. Uh, let's, uh, you guys want to get right into it. You guys want some Rebels news? I got some news uh, breaking from upstairs on the digital stage. Uh, our, our foreign correspondent in the field, uh, Matthew Campbell, just tweeted me or uh, just messaged me to tell me that uh, they confirmed a summer release for season yeah, two of you. Star Wars Rebels. So, yeah, you can find I think it's I, July. I heard July. Okay, July. I heard July. So, there you go. Uh, very exciting, very exciting, but uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. This is not just the Rebels podcast. Uh, this is an unofficial, uh, I, I, I don't know, like a, a rejoining of the front lines, the Clone Wars podcast team. Oh, I, and I, I mean, first time Matt and I have ever been same place, same time yes. I, uh, for a podcast. So really exciting. <laughs> The, the the magic is worn off because we've been hanging out since Wednesday, but uh, right. but you know I, I guess it's still kind of special for you guys. Um, <laughs> but we've also got we've got Kyle uh, uh, of the Star Wars: The Saga Continues, of course, as well as Tim of Star Wars: The Saga Continues. What's up? But these guys started out. They started out with front lines with us, uh, Kyle writing our recaps, and Tim obviously doing our news as he does for all of our awesome websites. So uh, it's cool that we've got like a, a, a we've got like a reunion on stage here. And so before we jump into anything rebels, we're gonna really quickly get Tim and Kyle to talk about Bad Batch because they saw that the other day, uh, which are the unfinished episodes uh, that they aired s specifically for the uh, for the Star Wars Celebration audience. So, uh, uh, Kyle, why don't you tell me a little bit? Set up Bad Batch. What was the what was the story about? Okay, uh, well, basically the story is, um, I think it starts on, what was the planet Anaxis or something like that. So the Republic and the Separatists are in this big battle. Um, the, the Separatists have been starting to, to beat the Republic in, in every battle, and they, Rex has this algorithm that he thinks can like predict strategies and stuff, and he thinks, though, the Separatists must have my thing because they're beating our tactics the way I'm supposed to be beating theirs. Um, and so they come up with this plan to go behind enemy lines, and, and get this thing. Um, Cody actually is the one who brings in this Bad Batch uh, elite clone unit, which is kind of like Republic Commandos in a way almost, in that they're sort of more individualized and uh, you know real highly trained and real specialized, uh, these super soldiers. Um, and you know, I mean, I, I love these guys. They're really cool in terms of their different personalities and fighting styles and everything like that. Um, but yeah, so they get tasked to, to go behind enemy lines to retrieve this, this supercomputer or whatever. Um, which turns out to uh, not be exactly what they expect it to be, and I wouldn't give away too many spoilers here, except 
one of the big selling points of this is that, um, you know, they, they've already said this is the arc where Echo comes back. Um, and you find out that Echo, the Separatists actually like retrieved him off the battlefield after the, the Citadel arc and they've got him like half cyborg and still alive and hooked up to this machine. So it turns into a rescue mission where they want to get Echo out of there and then um, using the, the Bad Batch to go back to Anaxis and help turn the tide of that battle. So I mean, some really great action scenes in there. Um, also some really intriguing storylines with uh, obviously Echo coming back and uh, them figuring out how to sort of bring him back into the fold and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was really cool. Um, and even though it was like the unfinished animation, just seeing some of those battle scenes and having the, the fully voiced characters in there, um, it, it felt like almost just watching a, a regular Clone Wars arc again. You had to just use your imagination to fill in a little bit of some of those visual gaps, but with the music and the sound effects and the voice acting and everything, it was just like, it was all right there. So Anybody else see it? Oh, you guys saw it, okay. Yeah. Cool, uh, Tim, what, what, was the, what was the biggest takeaway from, from those four episodes? Like, we know that Clone Wars famously, every arc has, has that like standout moment. Right. Uh, what what was the standout moment in in this arc of episodes? For me, being a big fan of the clones, I mean, this is like the perfect arc for me. So I absolutely loved it. And then seeing those clones in action, the Bad Batch, they did some really cool action stuff. I mean, probably each of them had their like one signature moment in the last episode of the arc where they're trying to get um, out of the Separatist dreadnought, and there's like battle droids surrounding them everywhere in the ship. They use some like pretty cool tactics to take down like bazillion battle joints that sent like you got the one uh, like Bad Batch clone called Wrecker he's like this big super powered super strength almost like the Hulk is what Dave Filoni compared him to you just see him plow through a bunch of battle joints just ripping them apart and he has like a knife blade on his glove just tearing them apart and then there's a sniper who just sets like these little like energy balls he just plants them out on the walls it looks like they're grenades but what he does he just shoots with a sniper rifle shoots that one ball and just ricochets out annihilating every battle droid in its path. So cool action moments like that. And like Kyle said, how it was directed, just the action sequences were probably some of the best of Clone Wars we were gonna have. If it was actually fully finished and animated, it would have been really some of the best. So probably action-wise, it's that stuff with the clones stood out pretty much throughout the whole arc. It was amazing. Cool. I, I, Matt, you and I actually saw some some Clone Wars stuff as well in the, uh, in the, untold, in the untold Stories uh, uh, panel, which, uh, we actually got, we kind of got like a more of, uh, uh, these guys got a look in that panel. I mean, you guys were there as well for the Untold Stories one, right? Yeah, we were yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but uh, in, in, the, in the panel that they were talking about, it was more of like a, a, a specific look at these four episodes as completed as they were. Uh, but we got kind of more of a macro look of right. everything that wasn't finished yet. Um, there was a few storylines. There was one with uh, there was one with Asajj Ventress and uh, and Quinlan Vos that we know we're getting as Dark Disciple, Dark Disciple as the right. book. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a story with Ahsoka. Uh, there was obviously the Bad Batch story. Um, am I forgetting anything else? There's the well, Wookiee one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and there, there was more to the, the Bad Batch, because what we saw was going to be the first Bad Batch story arc, but then when we saw the clip from Kashyyyk, yeah, yeah. there was going to be another episode where they go to Kashyyyk with Yoda, and they're fighting alongside the Wookiees, so. Yeah, so Matt, of all of the, the untold stories of the Clone Wars, uh, which one, which one like, stood out to you the most? Which oh, one was it's, your favorite? It's, it's the Boba Fett, or as, yep. as you told me, it's Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba. Boba Fett. <laughs> And, uh, and Cad Bane. Uh, I'm a big, big Cad Bane fan ever since season one. That's how I got on, on the Clone Wars podcast. I did a, uh, an, a what did, what did you, audition yeah. for, uh, for that last episode of the season. So it was the uh, relationship that they were starting to build. And that looked like it was going to be some really, really cool stories. And Boba was in his suit yeah. as well. Yeah, he had so, he had the the helmet the and season, yeah, yeah the proper helmet because we did see him in what was that like season four or five right uh, we saw him with a different helmet and the different armor uh, I think he still had Django's blasters but yeah. but uh, yeah he wasn't quite the Boba Fett that we know and love and that that arc looked like it was going to bridge us from from that Boba that that we're kind of used to seeing in the Clone Wars, who is a little bit, uh, he's young, he's he's definitely tenacious, like we expect Boba to be, but he was a little bit, uh, uh, I don't know, inexperienced. Um, and and Dave Filoni was talking a lot about how that arc was gonna see uh, Cad Bane sort of uh, uh, almost uh, raising him up to the level that we know that he 
that he's at uh, when we meet him in the original trilogy. And the, the reason why I thought was the really cool part, and it's a, it's a shame that we didn't get to see that unfold in The Clone Wars. Who knows if we'll see it down the road in a comic book or, or a novel or, or maybe even on Rebels or something else that we don't know about yet. But it's a shame that we didn't get to see it because there's a really cool part to that story that I really want to be told in some fashion. And that's that that there's it's sort of implied that there's a rivalry between Django and Cad Bane as to who is the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. And that since Django Cad is Bane. gone well I think I think we're in <laughs> I'll go Django. But I since Django is gone, he got cut down in his prime by Mace Windu's purple lightsaber. I no purple lightsabers. <laughs> no purple lightsabers and never trust your jetpack. It's always gonna <laughs> mal- malfunction at the wrong moment. I uh, there, since since Django is gone, he he can never find out which one of them was actually better. Except that there's this perfect duplicate of Django Fett running around with the name Boba, and uh, if if Cad Bane can just get him to that level, then they can have a showdown and find out once and for all who's the top dog. And I thought like that is. I love it. I, that's one yeah. of the things that I love the most about the Clone Wars was that there were all these shades of gray within our heroes and our enemies to the point where sometimes sometimes you didn't know. You didn't know if a bad guy was going to uh, help out the good guys or the bad guys or if two ba- sets of bad guys, when they clash, whether or not they're going to work together to take out Anakin or Obi-Wan or whether or not there's going to be some sort of an alliance formed. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's, it's that sort of... It's those areas... Of, of the Star Wars galaxy that I like exploring because uh, it's sort of those, those unaffiliated characters that I think it, they get to have the most fun, for sure. But uh, I, I definitely wanted to see the arc uh, that, that was going to, to bring back uh, Asajj Ventress because Asajj, over the course of the series, I mean, if you go back and you listen to early episodes of Frontlines, uh, especially, like, you go back, you listen to the first episode where we talk about the movie, um, Asajj is not a character that I particularly cared for. Uh, I, I, I just kind of, I never really liked the design. Uh, same I with always, Ahsoka. Uh, same with Ahsoka, and I always thought that, that like, both of them mm-hmm. uh, were kind of flat in, in their conception, um, and they were just kind of there, like, uh, Asajj was just kind of there as this weird not-Count Dooku for Anakin to fight in the Gendi Tartakovsky series. Um, and, then, and then with Ahsoka, she's just like, oh, she's just a Padawan and she's an obnoxious kid. But as the series went on, both of those characters went through huge transformations. And I think, like, I for one fell in love with both of those characters. I think probably a lot of you guys out there yeah. agree, right? We, we have a round of applause. Who agrees? Yeah. Um, and that, and then especially to see them come together in in the Lost Mission, or was no uh, the season five in season five, right. when we saw them sort of uh, hook up and work together, that was a really cool moment. But I wanted to see where Asajj was going to go next because I I felt that that she started because we in 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 a previous arc we had gotten that story about how she was actually a Padawan at one point, mm-hmm. and then she kind of left like like sort of veered away from the order for different reasons uh her pulled in ahsoka yeah i I, exactly like there's a there's a lot of correlation there and then over the course of the clone wars series because of dooku and the emperor and uh, well sidious chancellor palpatine at that time spoiler i i sort of (laughs) sort of veered back towards the light into this gray area and I wanted to see, I mean, what I really wanted to see, you can hear this on, on Frontlines, is I wanted to see Ahsoka and Asajj go off as a duo. But Quinlan Voss is a pretty good second choice. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm excited that we get to, to see that in novel form. And I'll definitely be listening to that audiobook the day that it comes out. Because I'm really excited to see that story. I don't know if it'll have closure. I don't know if it'll have any finality to it. Maybe, Asa- uh, sorry, Asajj will show up in in rebels at some point we can we can we can all hope right but i uh, but yeah that's uh or ambo that's a that's a story that i really really wanted to see uh on screen and it's a shame we saw some really cool stuff we saw some really really cool stuff uh it looked like there was kind of like a uh, almost like a secret agent, like a like a James Bond kind of moment, where they have to infiltrate this uh, separatist, uh, uh, like a gala, like a ball, 
And so uh, Asajj had this great, incredible dress. She's got that great new haircut. You can see that in like the posters for for Dark Disciple. She's kind of grown the hair back out, which that to me, that's the indicator that she's going back to the light side, right? Is that as she, as her hair gets longer, we can tell that she's a, she's going back to, to the good side. But uh, yeah, like this stunning dress that she was wearing and, and the, the sort of repartee between uh, uh, Asajj and uh, Quinlan Voss, it seemed like it was gonna be something kind of special, like something really good. And, and uh, I mean, my, 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 my quiver is showing. If anybody, anybody listens to Quiver the Green Arrow podcast, I'm about to go into some shipping territory, but they look like they could make a cute couple. So, I, so, I mean, like, you know, I'm, that's what I'm all about. When we get to Rebels, we'll talk more about that. But, I, I, yeah, it, that, that looked like it had a lot of potential. I'll, the, the biggest takeaway from that panel, from the Untold Stories panel, I, I, was that uh, it, it's just heartbreaking that we didn't get to finish that series uh, uh, completely. I mean, I think the finish that we got, that, that last arc with Yoda, it, it bookends it perfectly. You've got Yoda at the beginning, dropping all sorts of force knowledge on the clone troopers, and then at the end, you find out that Yoda still has a lot to learn, so. Well, the whole series did that with, with the very beginning ambush. Yeah. With Yoda, and they booked ended again with Yoda, so. Yeah, so it was, a, it, it was a fantastic end, but there were still so many great stories left to tell, so, uh, so it's kind of a shame. I, uh, let me see. Uh, do we want to uh, let, let's let's take a let's take a who, what's it? Somebody out in the audience, give me your favorite arc. It's your favorite arc from the whole series of the Clone Wars. Umbara. Okay, we got yes. Umbara over here. Anybody <laughs> else agree with that one? Umbara, Umbara. Okay. Yeah. Quintessential Clone Wars. Mandalorian arc. I'm with I'm with Matt Campbell over here, sitting right next to the camera. I uh, uh, yeah, a Mandalorian arc for me. Let's go down. Let's go down here. I mean, we've talked about our favorites, but season five Mandalorian arc specifically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, individual episodes kind of count. Lightsaber lost. Okay, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, what do we got over here? Deadpool. The Domino Squad one. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Back there. Yeah, so just like all that clone stuff. I think that was one of the best things in the Clone Wars. There's like there's two elements to it, right? We got the clone troopers fleshed out and we got Anakin's story fleshed out. And then when you watch episode three, it it's that much more heartbreaking, right? Yeah. Like it just it's so hard to watch that moment with Anakin and Obi Wan on Mustafar. It it kills me every time. But let's go down Matt, what, I, there's, what nothing, you got? there's nothing's gonna beat uh, Sidious fighting Savage and Maul for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best fight ever. Well, Clone Wars. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I mean, favorite arc, I'd probably also have to say that season five arc with uh, Darth Maul and the Death Watch. I mean, I was a fan of the Death Watch from their first appearance in season two, and I know a lot of people didn't like the way they redid the, the Mandalorian canon and everything, but I really liked the Death Watch. I wanted to see him come back and try to take over Mandalore and sort of reinstate that warrior culture, and so to see them finally do that in season five, but with Darth Maul leading the charge, which I never thought would happen, that was really cool, and then um, yeah, of course, the, the Maul versus Sidious fight was awesome, but also that lightsaber fight with uh, Darth Maul versus Pre Vizsla in the episode before that, where it's just an all-out melee with, you know, punches and, and darts and blasters and grenades and all that kind of stuff, and not just, um, you know, lightsabers. But, and then, of course, ending with, like, one of the most brutal executions of the whole show. Um, so that was, that was a really great fight. But, yeah, that whole story arc was just awesome. Cool. Yeah, for me, I go back and forth between the Mortis arc or the Umbara arc because two of my favorite things of all of Star Wars is the Force and the Jedi and the clones. So, and those two arcs pretty much perfectly showcase those two aspects of it. But um, if I had to pick a favorite episode out of all of them, it probably would have to be Overlords, the first episode of the Mortis arc, because that ending sequence where Anakin pretty much shows why he's the chosen one, where he takes control of, of the son who embodies the dark side and the daughter of the light, and he just the way his voice goes deep and just says like, on your knees, and then they just fall to the ground in his submission. It was just awesome. I get chilled every time I see that. So awesome. that just might be my favorite one. Yeah, the Mortis arc is one that every time somebody says it, like every time somebody reminds me that that happened, because it was so long ago, right? Like yeah. it was, the, that's season three? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, it, 
I always go like, oh yeah, I need to go back and watch that because there's so much in there that's that's pivotal to the Star Wars saga, I think, especially to Anakin's journey. But uh, cool, Let's uh, right before we switch over segments, I got a shirt here that I want to give away. Uh, so uh, let's go with some, does, do one of you guys have a, have a piece of Clone Wars trivia that you think would be challenging? So, Ooh, uh, give that to Kyle. Okay, so when Kyle asks the question, you shoot up your hand. No, don't yell it out. Just shoot up your hand, and I'm gonna watch eagle eyes to see whose hand goes up first, and that's the person I'm gonna call on first. Okay, so Kyle, you got one. Um, I'm thinking here. Okay, we're burning time. <laughs> okay, so. okay. Well, well, I I won a, a question at like a trivia contest way back when, so I'll give the same one here and see if anybody knows that. Um, so, what is the uh, the species of creature that Hondo Onaka keeps as a pet. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, oh wait, back there, yeah. sunglasses. Yes. That is it. Come get your shirt. Come get your shirt. There you go. Now you two can look like every fifth person at this convention. <laughs> I think our count is up to 50 or so. Yeah, I, th I think right. it's 51. broken 100, but yeah, uh, cool. Right. Okay, thank you yeah. so much to, no. to Tim and Kyle. Yeah, Mike, can I just add one more thing real quick yep. um, that I loved about the, the Bad Batch arc? You know how you, they have, like, every, at the beginning of every Clone Wars episode, they have the little message that shows up in blue. Yeah. It's kind of like what they call the little fortune cookie or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the one for this one, I don't remember it word for word, Tim, maybe you can correct me on it, but it, it went something like, uh, you know, the Clone Wars are over, but the battles go on, and just thank you Clone Wars fans for, yeah. for keeping this alive. And Dave Filoni just talked about, um, you know, how much it means to him every time he sees people still posting, like, save the Clone Wars, I love Clone Wars, why did it have to get canceled and stuff like that? And obviously, you know, they're moving on with Rebels and a lot of other great stuff, but yeah. um, I mean, I, I just love that they're still so devoted to, those, uh, to the Clone Wars fans and go through so much to, uh, you know, still keep bringing us all this extra content and stuff so uh, yeah let's, ha let's have a round of applause for Dave Filoni and the Clone Wars crew yeah for sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Cool. you got a question right here best TV show ever yeah Can't I think say it's I a disagree. contender I think it's a contender we got Rebels coming up here but yeah that? okay so thank you to Tim and Kyle from thank Star you. Wars the Saga continues thanks for having us you can find them at StarWarsTSC.com or just go to ThunderQuack.com to uh, <laughs> Matt's got to be taller than Kyle uh, ThunderQuack.com to find a link to to their uh, website and their podcast where they talk about everything Star Wars uh, let's bring up our, our next guest though uh, you, you guys want to come up? Yeah. You guys, can you suppose? So we got, you guys know who these guys are. That's Jason right there. And we got Carl from the Wampas Lair. Uh, Jason is, is uh, a lot, I, I think uh, after myself and then Matt, Jason is on the most episodes of, of any of our podcasts because he is the voice that you hear at the beginning of, of most of the episodes of Frontlines and all of the episodes of Rebels. Yeah, and it's always extremely awkward listening to myself do the intros because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wish I could have done that better. And I'm I love it because whenever I edit the <laughs> podcast, I always have to listen back, like, I, like listen through the, and make sure that, that there's not like any dead gaps of dead air or anything like that so I listen to uh, the like the whole opening theme and my favorite one to listen to is is the the intro that we that we put together uh, uh, both of us uh, with uh, Jason recording and me me producing it for for the rebels podcast it you guys heard it at the beginning and it like it always gets me pumped and I <laughs> always wonder myself why don't we listen to this before we start podcasting it would probably give us way more energy but Matt and I don't have time for that. No. We, nobody's got time for that. So, <laughs> I got uh, time for that. But uh, what do you guys want to talk about? Well, the Wampusler podcast is probably the second greatest podcast in Star Wars <laughs> podcast. Cut, cut his mic. About, oh, wait. Wrong. Incorrect. False. Well, I don't know. Did you guys... Who was here Thursday morning? Whoa, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I was just going to ask Matt if he, if, he, if he knew that there was a new Star Wars movie coming out. Um, Rogue One? No, no, no. It's called it's called The Force Wakes Up. <laughs> the Force Wakes Up. Um, that sounds good. Obviously, hashtag LOL is called The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, Who's seen the trailer? Everybody's seen it, right? If you have, everybody's seen that. Okay, trailer. good. Right. Now the next question times. is: How many of you have seen the trailer over eighty times already? Yeah. All right, there we go. <laughs> 
Um, so are, maybe we should talk about that a little maybe bit. Maybe we I mean, should talk about is, that. This is your show. So. I guess so, yeah. So I think we could probably talk about The Force Awakens for a little bit, right? Well, I mean, uh, I think we should. I know you're the Rebels podcast, but yeah. I'm going to rebel on the Rebels podcast, Rebels Squared <laughs> podcast, brought to you by The Wampus Lair. And we're going to talk a little bit about The Force Awakens uh, trailer. Because, yeah. you know, what was really cool about The Force Awakens trailer is that um, it's a new Star Wars movie for starters? I mean, right? I mean, that's pretty cool. That's, um, and let's talk about. Say? Let's can we take a moment just to talk about Daisy Ridley's Ray? I mean, whoa. <laughs> all right, give me a second. Yeah, but only one um, moment, okay? Right. We've been listening to him all weekend. About this is all we've heard. Yeah, she's beautiful. Um, but besides that, how cool is it to have what could arguably our first ever female lead in Star Wars? Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Right? Like, this I, is... I think, I, I don't know, like, I think we're in consensus, consensus up here that when Luke says, and you have that power, that uh, that he's talking to Ray. I don't know. Most uh, likely. Round of applause out here. Who agrees with that? Yes? No? no. Okay. I some dissent. Okay. He doesn't sure. Okay. How many... Applaud if you think he's talking about uh, Finn. Think he's <laughs> no <saying> one. No. <laughs> it's not Finn. Everyone? Yeah. It's oh, Donald you think it's oh, you think it's Don, Donald Gleason? Okay, All right. well, we That's don't know possible. anything about him, about I, his character. Okay, so. I think that uh, that Donald Gleason is the uh, is the Thai pilot, the one that that's chasing down the the Falcon because there's uh, we see that one Thai pilot who's got the red stripes down his helmet, like like uh, Red Baron-esque, right? Like, I think that's that's kind of the vibe that they're going for there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a TIE fighter that if you pick it out, um, I, th- I don't know if it's necessarily in the trailer, but there were these promotional posters that kind of leaked. Um, that, and, and one of the TIE fighters has a red center cockpit, right? Like, the, the ball in the center of the, the TIE fighter is red. And uh, so, I don't know, like, I, I don't know, I think that that's kind of that's that's who that character is going to be either that or he'll be like a captain type character but i i yeah i don't know like i i i lean towards that being ray um and that might be you know wishful thinking because i because i think that that would be a much more interesting story um uh, a much more interesting character development to go through from what we know of her character than any of the other characters that we've seen so far but i i let's let's say okay so uh ray is your favorite part of the trailer well, not my favorite part. No, no. Okay. I am a Han Solo fan through and through. Okay, yeah. so Han Solo. Now, I don't know if you... Did you guys know Han Solo was at the end of the trailer? <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. I'm not the spoiler, only one. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Perfect How about ending. his leather jacket, huh? Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh. Okay. Uh, Jason, what, what was your favorite spot? Oh, goodness. I think, well... Don't say Ray. It's okay. You've only had all weekend to think about that. (laughs) But I still can't pick a favorite favorite part of the trailer because it's all so incredibly awesome. From the opening shot to seeing the giant Star Destroyer dead in the sand like that to just all the little fast clips. And finally, of course, you know, how can you not just break down in tears when Han says, we're home? Um, yeah. I mean, oh my Perfect gosh. Ending to a trailer. But I think the most incredible thing at the panel, because we were at the panel, we were in the digital stage watching the simulcast, the most incredible thing on Thursday morning was watching BB-8 roll out on stage under yeah. his own power. And yeah. I was just like, how does that work? <laughs> and how can I get one? <laughs> yeah, just shut up and take my money. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's actually funny, because where we've been staying, it's funny, because Jason said that, and all of a sudden BB-8 rolled out from under the bed. I was like, well, how did you get one? <laughs> I may have stolen it. No. <laughs> the, the, the piece of this that you don't know. The Force Awakens exhibit is one item less. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So. Okay, Sorry. Uh, Matt, what, 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 what was your... So your... my favorite character is Darth Vader. And we had talked about this ad nauseum all weekend. And the Kylo Ren character obviously is, is something I'm drawn to. And seeing the Vader mask and the lightsaber that I think that he, I don't know, we talked about this, like he, we think he might be some kind of a follower of the Sith and maybe Vader, because he has his mask. Uh, the lightsaber, we've all seen it, I'm sure, right here. Yeah, it's, it's put together. Like he's not quite sure what he knows, you know, that he knows what he's doing. Uh, the way the blade looks, we've all seen that trailer. It looks a little nasty, a little dirty, right? Uh, that was the best part for me. And I just want to see more of Kylo Ren. And I'm going to cosplay 
I'm going back to the 500 first because I love that costume. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your, that's your official announcement. Just so you're, yeah, <laughs> your family's watching, right? So yeah. oh, fair, boy. fair there warning. Goes, there goes He's... a couple more thousand dollars. Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll sell my, no, I can't sell my Vader. I'll figure out something. <laughs> Matt's going to do his bank account real quick while we're on the air. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, part, Cohen? My favorite part, I... Uh, Okay, so this is going to sound weird for, uh, when, when, I, when I sort of start it, but just bear with me all the way through to the end. Um, so we've discovered that, that the, the bad guys are called uh, the First Order. That's, that's the name. We got, we got somebody, somebody's got a rogue astromech in the, in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> R2 is the best. It's all good. We don't mind being interrupted by R2. Uh, I... We've, we've discovered through the exhibit and a few other things that, that uh, the bad guys are not the Empire. They're called the First Order. Um, and there's that great shot. Uh, it's actually it's the thumbnail for the trailer itself mm-hmm. on YouTube. And it's that shot of like the legions of stormtroopers when they just kind of do the about face. And there's that huge red banner in the background. Mm-hmm. And... and uh, if you look really closely, if you freeze-framed it, like I'm sure you all have uh, <laughs> for every single frame in that entire trailer. We uh, may have done that a couple dozen yeah, times. Maybe a couple dozen times. <laughs> I, I, but there's a, there's a figure standing right in the center of that frame, like right dead center on this huge dais like platform thing in the background. And, uh, and that, that shot to me, um, it... It's everything, you know, like there, there's a very similar moment in Attack of the Clones, right? Where, where uh, they have like the legions of clone troopers uh, loading onto the, the, the Star Destroyers, the, the, the Acclimator class ones. Uh, and, and you see Palpatine and he's all like super happy with himself and, and, uh, and, and Masameda's standing next to him. Like everybody there is all like hardcore about it. And then Baylor kind of just like, man, this is the end of everything. Um, yep. and, and throughout, you know, Star Wars, uh, the, whether it's the clone troopers being hardcore and awesome or the stormtroopers uh, just being this sort of indomitable force throughout, throughout uh, uh, the, the, the original trilogy and just kind of ever-present menace throughout all of it. Um, it never quite hit that, that boiling point as much as it does in that one scene for me, where where those legions of troopers and that landscape and just the the organization of it and the color of it, it's just such a brilliantly shot moment. It's so perfectly choreographed, and uh, and and there's just it evokes so much of 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 our history on Earth. Uh, uh, it sort of harkens back to to the you know a lot of uh, imagery of, of of the Nazis and and uh, and and although like that's obviously you know not the sort of thing that you normally want to evoke if you're making an indiana jones movie it's okay and if you're making a star wars movie i think it's okay because it really just shows us in one shot just like every shot that's in that trailer i think and i I think why it's such a powerful trailer is that every single one of those shots communicates so much about the movie without telling us anything about the story. Mm-hmm. So we are all pumped beyond 11, and yet we still <laughs> don't nothing. know anything, right? right? Like mm-hmm. nothing, we've barely scratched the surface. And, and that's that, so irritating. It's, <laughs> it's irritating, but you know what? Come, come December, I think we're all gonna be really happy with the decisions that Lucasfilm has made to sort of keep us in the dark because we're gonna sit down in that theater and I think for the first time in a really long time for a lot of people, we're gonna be able to, to really be transported back. And I don't necessarily mean back to the galaxy far, far away, but back to that first moment that you experienced Star Wars and really fell in love with it, right? Uh, I think that there's gonna be a moment like that for everybody in the movie, and, and that's one of the reasons why I think it's so brilliant. I think the trailer has a moment for everybody, whether you like, Starfighters, so there's the great shot with the X-Wings, or if you like Sith, so you check out Kylo Ren and, and, and how 
totally hardcore Helux. Uh, if you like Han Solo, like uh, basically everybody on the planet does, there's a great <laughs> moment for, for those fans. Uh, if you're really excited about the new characters, uh, well, uh, and even like you know, if, even if you're into really cute little guys like BB-8, which which I definitely am woo! super excited about, <laughs> uh, there's there's just a piece in there for everybody, and I think that Star Wars is is at its best when it when it's for everyone, and uh, and I think if the prequels missed anything, uh, I, it it was that element is that like the prequels were definitely for Star Wars fans, and I think as hardcore Star Wars fans, a lot of us in this room, I'm sure, we all love the prequels for for different reasons, right? But it just sort of like. I feel like it goes over the head of a lot of the, the regular audience because when I talk to, to what I refer to as the general public, the old GP, uh, it just feels like they missed the point of the prequels. Uh, so it's not a dig against the prequels. I just feel like they were a little bit too laser focused in on the Star Wars crowd, a lot like the expanded universe. I, I, Clone Wars, I think, went out of its way to be a little bit more general and a little bit more accessible. But this new movie has got this entire planet excited about Star Wars again. And I think that that starts on a planet we've never seen. Yeah, yeah, and it's not Tatooine. I'm so excited that it's not Tatooine because I don't want to retread old ground. Although it looks just like Tatooine, um, <laughs> I'm sure that it's, it's got a different history, right? We don't have to worry about you know, seeing pod races or huts or, or any of the stuff that we're already so familiar with. There's Wouldn't it be, be funny, though, if like the opening scene of Episode 7 is a pod race with huts leading it just to like, totally <laughs> get I'm back just totally at wrong. It's like, it's like the crawl goes and then it, it pans down on Jakku and then, like, and then wipes away to a pod race. And, and like, Jabba oh, just knocks man. over something off of a, like a, you know, I don't want that there. <laughs> Um, but no, like, think of this trailer, even, you know, the, the trailer as well as even the teaser, yeah. um, they've been nothing but character driven. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, the exciting things about episode seven too, is we're going to, we're going to be told character stories again. Um, I think that's the, yeah. that is the big thing that we're going to, we're going to meet all new characters to fall in love with. And it seems like these characters, these characters in just looks, right? Like nobody says anything in this trailer, yeah. but just with looks evokes so much emotion yeah i mean um i mean look at uh finn he's always stressed out um we can we can deal with that right like look at all these lines we stood in we are all finn this weekend just sweating through these lines so you know or yeah but mike look at this this somebody's got a question oh we got another question Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the question was, do we think is any of this sort of the, the classic J.J. Abrams the mystery, mystery, the mystery, mystery box? Right? Yeah, the mystery box, the, the misdirection that, that he's so well known for, because obviously in, in Into Darkness, uh, we were told going into it, we were flat out lied to going into, <laughs> into Darkness, that, that uh, Cumberbatch was not Khan. And, uh, and he was absolutely con, and we all knew he was con the second we saw him in that jacket because it was really super obvious. But uh, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I, I think he learned his lesson. Um, I think he, he really, really upset a lot of fans, and I think one of them sitting right here, like, I, I, for, in two parts, because uh, not to get too much onto Star Trek in, in the middle of a Star Wars panel, but... Um, at a Star Wars convention. At a Star Wars We're going to get kicked out. <laughs> yeah, they're going to shut us down. The lights just go out. But I, I, A, in the aspect that he lied, that, that, that when it was that obvious and we all figured it out, he wanted to maintain the mystery so badly that, that he just did the easiest thing to do, which was just lie to us. Um, and, then, and then B, like it was just so undeserved to bring Khan into the second movie, right? And so I think... I think I, I, he learned his lesson from that, and I think going into The Force Awakens, which he did reluctantly, I mean, he talked about that on Thursday, and he's talked about that a lot, that, that it wasn't an easy decision to say, yeah, I'm going to make the first Star Wars movie without George Lucas. Talk about pressure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, think, I think he deserves all the credit 
uh, that, that he's going to get for how great these movies are. Um, I, I think it also, a lot of it goes to Kathleen Kennedy, who we just saw this morning at, the, at yeah. the Rogue One, what ended up being a Rogue One panel. It was supposed to be Gareth Edwards and Josh Trank, but it, it ended up just being Gareth Edwards talking about Rogue One. Um, Kathleen Kennedy is just so... Uh, I don't even, I, I don't know, I don't have words for it yet because it's something that I've just sort of been experiencing over the course of this weekend. That, that she, it's not even just a love for Star Wars, which I think we all share, but it's just this, this incredible sense of duty and honor to it to, to make sure that it is what we want it to be. Um, and sometimes I think what we want it to be isn't necessarily what we think we want it to be. Because uh, we all love the expanded universe, we love the video games, we love the comic books, and there's different things that, that we all think are awesome. But, um, but really, like the, what we want at the core of all of that is a really strong Star Wars story. She said something in, in the Rogue One panel that um, Star Wars stories, good Star Wars stories, are not a dime a dozen. Right. And, and I think that that's really important. I think uh, I sort of in those years between episode one and, uh, and, and up until the Disney purchase, uh, there was a lot of expanded universe material. There was a lot of sort of fluff and a, a lot of things, uh, uh, marketing pushes with different, different elements and different sort of all these different hands and nobody really talking to each other about it. And now we've got the story group and now we've got Kathleen Kennedy and it feels like it's just a little bit more cohesive and that everything's in really good hands. So I think a lot of the decisions that are being made about what do we show now, uh, what, what, when is the right time to reveal this, uh, where, what are the big events that we're going to do for the fans, I think that a lot of those decisions are Kathleen Kennedy and that J.J. Abrams is just doing his job, which is to direct, right? And, uh, and if what we've seen so far is any indication, he's 100% on track because every shot in that trailer, in both trailers, is beautiful, Right, like, like there, the, you could print every single one of those frames and put it up as a poster on your wall, which is something that I think we've always said about Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Uh, and, Cinematic, and yeah, yeah it, it's just it's got that quality to it, and uh, and and from what we know of the story so far, it seems like everything's on track. It seems like every all the pieces are where they need to be. So I don't think he needs to do any misdirection this time. I think we just need to be patient. <laughs> that, if, so yeah. that's the takeaway. There. If there's anybody that's not sure about Abrams and about what they're doing now, coming here for four days, show yeah. them the Rogue One trailer, show them Force Awakens, show them the, Re the Rebels trailer. I mean, that's all, you, that's all you need. And look at the capacity crowd here. I mean, Star Wars is it's back huge now. So you know, We only got 15 minutes left. We gotta, yeah, we, we, gotta got, go we to have Rebels. to move on to Rebels because we're going to miss talking about Rebels if we don't. But uh, I, I don't know if they're going to kick us out right at 2.30 because there's nothing else on the podcast stage, but they might need to tear this down. So um, before we do that, let's, uh, let's give away a couple of these books. Yes. Uh, okay. So these, this is uh, uh, Star Wars A New Dawn for those who haven't read it. Who hasn't read it yet? Oh, quite a few. Okay, okay, so a lot of people, cool. Um, this is a uh, prequel to Star Wars Rebels, and it yeah. tells the story of how Kanan and Hera first met. So, so. there's a lot of backstory for, for, for Kanan in here. Um, I don't know, I don't know if, you, if, if everybody hasn't read it, they might not have this answer. Uh, I'm going to give a trivia question, and let's see if you guys can answer it. Uh, it, is, it is technically in the Rebels show, so... So, you know, you should be able to, to figure this out. I, you know, even if you can just give me his first name, the first hand to go up. What, what was Kanan's name? Oh, that's easy. Oops, sorry. Caleb Doom. Okay, come get it. Come get a book, Marty. <laughs> okay, it's okay, because we got four of these. So, I, okay, second question. I, who was his original master? David Blaba, come yes. get a book. Great. I was going to use that for one of mine. <laughs> you got to come up with new trivia now. <laughs> no. Okay. I, I, now, who here is the biggest Hera fan? We got, I, I saw that hand shoot up right away. So you come get a book. Come get a book because you're the biggest Hera fan. <laughs> this book's all about Hera. 
Okay, we'll save that last book for the end of talking about Rebels. Thank you to, uh, to Carl and Jason from the Wampas Lair podcast Woo! for joining us. Check that out at StarWarsReport.com, right? BB-8 rocks. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's, bring up, let's bring up our final guests. Who, uh, we have who, more guests? Yeah, we have, we, have, we have two more people. Yeah, Dave Filoni, come on in. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Uh, come on up, guys. Come on. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars Rebels now. We're going to talk about that screening. Uh, uh, spoiler free, though. Who was at the screening? Yeah, does everybody see it? Okay, okay, Ooh, so, we so we're not gonna, we're gonna try and skirt around spoiler territory. We got the trailer we can talk about. Uh, we, everybody but, see the trailer. But right? we are gonna talk about yeah. the trailer, because everybody's seen the season two trailer, right? Yeah. Everybody can clap for that. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the stuff in the trailer is in the first hour of the show, so. It is, yeah. it is. So I think that that's one of the biggest things. So we've got Riley and Bethany of the Star Wars Report. Thanks for having us on. Sorry? Thank you for having oh, us on. Thank you guys for being on. We're, we're, we're happy to have you guys here. Uh, thank you for thanking us. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, okay, so uh, Star Wars Rebels. We basically, yesterday was a Star Wars Rebels day, right? It was kind of dedicated to Star Wars Rebels. I mean, Matt and I started in the morning with the panel, then we went to a press, press conference, conference. Uh, and then we went to, to the screening in the right. evening. Um, so we're, we're rebels out. And we basically followed you every step of the yeah, way. And you guys, yeah, you guys were yes. there for all of it. So um, cool. So well, let's talk about the panel first. I, I, Riley, what was your biggest takeaway from that panel? I, I see, I see Rex, right? I'm like, <laughs> he fell down. Okay. I stood up, jumped out of my chair, and then fell down. No, uh, that was the takeaway, and and not just because. Here we go. Um, not because it was Rex, which is cool, right? We all love Captain Rex. Anybody? Know Rex? Yeah. Uh, that's, see, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. But uh, seeing that trailer and seeing the audience reaction. Yeah. To Rex, it was almost it was right up there with seeing Darth Vader revealed in the trailer. Yeah, and that tells you something about. I think the power I think it was bigger. Characters. I think it was bigger in Would that trailer. Would you say trailer. so? Yeah. I think Rex was bigger than. See, both and I've been walking Vader around the convention Ahsoka. asking yeah. people that's that you know when they ask me about the uh, the trailer, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that someone will like give me dagger eyes if I say it was no. bigger. But you know, I think you're right. Yeah. Now that I have you to support me, <laughs> I'll make that stand. It was bigger for Rex. Well, I'm always I'm, I'm always happy to have the unpopular opinion and uh, and and to to wave that flag. But yeah, that that moment with Rex was outstanding, mm. uh, and to have uh, like I, th I think what you're getting at is that he's a character. Uh, he's not from one of the movies. He's yeah. he was created for the Clone Wars by Dave Filoni and George Lucas. Yeah. And and I have to say, just like with with specifically with Rex, because there are a lot yeah. of really cool moments. But at that at that very second, I just had to geek out loud. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's a <laughs> that one was for Steve. Uh, geekoutloud.com, your safe place to geek out. You should get, uh, geek out. Geekoutonline.com, geekoutpodcast.com, uh, mixler.com. Here, let me check my um, Gulliver's. Okay, uh, good. Exactly. <laughs> there you go, Steve. Uh, cool. I, uh, Bethany, what, what was your what was your favorite moment in the trailer? Oh goodness. Rex was definitely a top moment, but since this one over here already described that, yeah. for me. It would be Vader. I have so never been. <laughs> Vader was terrifying in that trailer. Yeah. I, I was just like, uh, okay, well, I can't talk about that because it's in the premiere. Man, I'm, I'm getting them mixed <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, I'm getting yeah, yeah, them mixed yeah. up. You can uh, give the people at home a sense, and the people here and, okay. and, and online, a sense of, 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 of Vader in the premiere. Because I think that that's just, yeah. that's just teasing enough. Uh, so go ahead, talk about it. Okay, so in the trailer, if you thought Vader was pretty darn terrifying there, in the premiere, he takes that and definitely one-ups it. You are terrified for what might happen to... Okay, I'll phrase it slightly differently. <laughs> you are terrified of what might happen to any and all Jedi that you know on the show. I'll put yeah. it that way. Yeah. That's really specific. <laughs> <laughs> any and all Jedi. There's... <laughs> There's three of them. Oh, uh, well, technically one. Okay, technically one. Really one. Don't, don't, <laughs> we don't have time for technicalities, okay? We're running over. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Vader, Vader, Vader's presence on the, on the series is, is going to be memorable for everybody once they oh, yes. get to see it, uh, for sure. 
Uh, yeah, that, I, that's the same thing with me. It's Vader. You know, when we first started this podcast, we first found out the time frame yeah. of this. I thought, wow, man, can we get? First, it was, are we going to get him? And then when we got him in season one, it's like, oh, cool. You know, they're probably not going to show him very much. You know, and then the trailer, like, it's all a lot of Vader, right? And then when we saw the premiere, it's everything that Freddie Prince Jr. said. You guys probably saw it. He said, you won't be disappointed. I wasn't disappointed. The mannerisms, it seemed like they actually took and watched. I'm sure they do this. They watch yeah. how David Prowse walked because there's a, there's a scene where he actually just turns. And the way the cape flows, the way he, the way he moves, it's like I thought I was watching Dave Prowse walk, you know, the way they animated it. So thoroughly impressed on how they did that. And just his power, uh, the way they show him and how powerful he is. Uh, I just loved it. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's a couple scenes in there. You guys are going to be blown away when you see it, if you haven't yeah. seen it already. So, so happy that they, they put that much Vader in Because I didn't think they were, you know. I th we no. kind of talked about it, that it was going to be just a little bit here and there. But no, they're going, you know, yeah. they're going for it right away. So, yeah, I really, absolutely. I really, really want to talk about the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Okay, Me too, but we don't want to spoil anybody who's here. So, um, actually, I'll, I'll jump back to the panel itself. Um, and, and this isn't part of the trailer, but uh, uh, just the, the sense that you get, and, and I think it, it, with all of the panels that, that we've seen with, with these people who are directly involved with Star Wars, this has been true for all of them, I think. But, but it just really sort of uh, uh, clicked with me in that Rebels panel yesterday morning how much the people involved with Star Wars right now really do love Star Wars. And, and it's not just a matter of like, oh, those movies are the best. I really love those movies. It's, it goes way deeper than that, and it's, it's a core part of their being. And Freddie Prince Jr., when he was up there, I, I, think, I think when we found out that he was going to be cast as, as uh, uh, Kanan, it was a little bit like, really, Freddie Prince Jr.? Like, like from She's All That? And... Uh, <laughs> And, oh, he's, and 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 uh, Scooby Doo. It's like it seemed like a little bit of a weird But I. Uh, but obviously, I mean, Kanan's my favorite character. Anybody who listens to the podcast knows that. And uh, and and a lot of that is is his performance. And the reason why I think is because uh, it just really clicks that that he loves Star Wars at the very core of his being. Like I'm sure everybody in this room does. So. Uh, it, it, it's it's just I think it's so important that the people who are creating this are creating it with that sense of 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 uh, you know you you've got this precious thing that means so much to so many people and when I hear from people that they don't watch Star Wars Rebels because they watched a trailer or they've seen a commercial and like oh that looks too kiddie it's like a Star Wars is for kids first and foremost so you. You're way off base already. And B, there's so much there for everybody, for, for the whole family. And uh, yeah. it's a family show, and, and it, it, both in the sense that, that it is for families and it is about a family. And, uh, and, and not only is the show for families and about a family, but it's also being produced by a really tight-knit family at Lucasfilm. Uh, that cast, uh, when you see them all up on stage together, they they really care about each other and they have fun together, and it shows through on screen for us. So um, I, I don't know. I just think that it's amazing uh, the job that they've done in season one to to really bring uh, that era of of the Star Wars saga back to life. Um, I'm really excited moving forward to to see more of that. Um, that's going to lead me right into a transition. Actually, we're going to talk about Rogue One really quick. Well, I was going to say oh. just real quick on on the Rebels thing and yeah. watching that Rogue One trailer uh, that came out. They're talking about tying in Rebels with it sounds like Rogue One and, yeah. and some of these anthologies now. So that's pretty yeah. exciting to see that. Who knows what what we can get? Maybe a character from Rebels showing up. I don't know if they would do that, but. Well, Somehow they're tying it in. That's the way. Yeah, it came they up they talked about not talking about it. Yeah, if that makes sense. They're like, yeah. So yeah, it is set during the same time as Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> it was it was kind of. I mean, the 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 implication was that uh, because the story group has their fingers in all the different pies, they know which ones are going to go together. Right? Yeah, yeah. And they they I, I, there are 
possibilities because as they work on it, they they see like oh, well, these two things are so close. As like, the, I, I think adjacent was the word that they used. Uh, yeah. That when two properties are adjacent, it's it's kind of easy to say like well, maybe this character could pop over there, right? And uh, I don't I, I, I don't think uh, that we'll see you know, our, our core ghost crew or even Ahsoka show Well, they, up they specifically like said there would be no Jedi yeah, in it. So yeah. how many of you guys really? saw the Ro- Rogue One trailer? Okay. okay. Awesome. Yeah, it was a it was really quick teaser. But, um, the, I mean, introducing a character in Star Wars Rebels and having that character show up in Rogue One, I think is what we're likely to see. And as Rogue One gets, you know, fully into production and, and we find out more about casting, I think that there might be a face or two in there that might end up being familiar for Rebels fans. So, uh, I, I, like, I, I don't know, I think not, like I said, not our core crew uh, of the Ghost, not Ahsoka, not, not any of the, you know, those characters, that, like no, no Inquisitors, because it's not going to be about that sort of thing. It's not that kind of story. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a character like, if not, uh, 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 Sato, who's the, uh, who's the commander of the, the, the Phoenix Squadron, right? Uh, who, yeah. Like, we, yeah. We've, we've seen a little bit about him in, uh, in the, the Rebels Recon at the end of last season, and then we see actually quite a bit of him in the premiere, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, well, the crew of the Ghost, they've joined the Rebels, at least for now, so yeah. since we are seeing more of the actual Rebel Alliance yeah. uh, and Rogue One, they said today, essentially like the plot line is the yeah. Rebels stealing the plans for the Death Star yeah. between episodes three and four. Yeah, so. so let's do this. Let's close this out for, for those who weren't at the Rogue One, uh, the, the Gareth Edwards panel this morning. Uh, I'm going to paint a picture for you guys. Uh, and they're not, they're not kicking us out yet, so I think we're good to go. So I'll, I'll wait until somebody kicks us off the stage. But uh, everybody, just go with me here for a minute. If you didn't see it, even if you did, uh, I'm going to paint a picture for you. So everybody close your eyes, okay? Everybody close your eyes and just imagine this, okay? So I, I, we're, it's sort of a black screen, and then we start to hear the voiceover of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's from uh, A New Hope, a very familiar line to a lot of us, uh, I, about the Jedi Knights being... The, May I? The, 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 oh, yeah, okay. You the can Jedi go. Knights were once the guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic, before the dark times, before the Empire. <laughs> so that's your, that's your voiceover. And that plays over, you're on the black screen, you sort of fade up on, on a bird's eye view, sort of almost flying over top of a jungle valley. Uh, and uh, you're flying over that and these birds just sort of erupt from one tree and fly off. <laughs> Thank you, Riley. And, uh, and, and you're, you're cruising along and as, as you're going, you start to hear that really familiar howl of a, of a specific kind of starfighter in, in the background. And, uh, and the, the camera starts to pan up. And as it starts to pan up, you see the shadow just go over the treetops. And then you pan all the way up and you see a TIE fighter just flying over top of this jungle. And off in the distance, there's just sort of clouds and sky. And you come, as you come out of this jungle valley. Like through a cliff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you sort of, you can see this, this really faint arc on the horizon. And as you get closer, you're like, oh, that's, that's the moon. That's no moon. But, but that's it's no not. Moon. Yeah, that's no moon. That's a and space station. You get there, and as it opens up, you see that you can see the, you know, the, the, the dish uh, for the super laser. And, you and see then we're all that. like, that's way too big to be a space station. <laughs> yeah, it is way too big to be a space station because it's the Death Star in orbit around this planet. And then it goes to black, and we hear calm chatter of some rebels, very obviously in some sort of firefight. Distress, yeah. And... Uh, and and then the logo just kind of fades to static. And, uh, and that, that was the teaser that we saw that those who didn't get to see it are not going to get to see it for a while, uh, we think. So That's online already. Um, is it online already? Yeah. Well, okay. AJ saw it already. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. we only got a couple minutes left. Okay, so, so we're, we're all done. Uh, uh, thank you, Riley well, we and, and Bethany. Yeah, we we're, we're, we're going to wrap things up with some giveaways. 
Um, thank you guys for joining us. StarWarsReport.com to check them out. I, I, now let's give away some let's give away some t-shirts just to finish up on Rebels though hey is anybody else like me it's like this show is going to come down to Ahsoka and Vader right yeah. yeah right yeah I think so hey let me give away anybody any Zeb fans here okay yeah <laughs> watch the hands okay it's, uh, what, does anybody know his full name There you go. There you go. Come on up. It's a minifig. Zeb. So there you go. There's a Zeb minifig for you. Okay. I, I, what do you want to give away next? New Dawn book. <laughs> okay, let's give away the New Dawn book. I, I, oh, man, I need, another, I need another Rebels piece of trivia. Who's got, got You got one? Come here. Okay, you can tell, just tell me. Okay, I, uh, I, oh man. What species is Hera? Okay, what species is Hera? I saw that hand go up first. She, yeah, she is a Twi'lek. Come get a butt. There you go. Okay, I, uh, wow, we, we need a lot more trivia. Uh, I, We're gonna go with that, I got a Kanan figure to okay. give away. Canaan figure. Do you want to go with that question? What, what, what species is Zeb? No, not for Canaan. It's not gotta for Canaan. It's got to be a Canaan. It's got to be a Canaan. It's got to be a Canaan S question. And okay. someone took mine already. So yeah. uh, let's. What uh, else is mysterious? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that was that was quick. Right, right, behind, right there. I saw that hand go up. Yeah. He said, "I never really understood Jesus." That, that's correct. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. correct. Come. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Survey says. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Cool. I, I. Oh man, how are we going to give away all these T-shirts? Let's throw them in the middle, and then we'll have a free for all. I do. All right, come, come, yeah, come up. What if anybody's listening to the show? We can ask it. What's the name of the second ship that's part of the ghost? Oh, yeah. The Phantom? Okay. Okay, you can come get a shirt. <laughs> there, was no, there was no collusion there? Okay. I trust you guys. I, I, here, Crystal, come, come help get sizes for people. Okay, uh, another question, another question, another question, another question. Okay, uh, what are the names of the two Imperial, you know, like the, those two, uh, uh, like the grunt guys uh, that didn't make oh, it yeah. through season one? They got their heads, Yeah, we yeah. think, cut off. Okay, so what are their names? Even if you can just give me one. Oh, nobody? Nobody? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what's Chopper's designation? Because Chopper is the nickname. What's the designation? Yes, that is yes. correct. Come get a shirt. I got one. Okay, you got one. Let's see. Who, who, who voices the Inquisitors? Anybody know that? Ooh, right there. Right there, right there with the face paint. Yeah, come on, come oh, get a shirt. <laughs> Okay, Jason has a question. All right, next question. Uh, what is Lando's special mining equipment? <laughs> I think it was. I saw, I saw these two hands go up first, but you guys already got stuff, so let's, let's go with uh, uh, Deadpool. Did you get something already? Okay, what, what, you got it? Okay, can you give me a little bit more? You're most of the way there. Is that good enough? That? Judge's ruling? When it gets scared, it inflates. Judge's ruling? What is it doing when it's doing that? Hey! <laughs> okay. This is a little extra okay. help. Uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to test how many actual Frontline slash Rebels fans That's are in here. That's what I was going to say, yeah. I, okay. 
Uh, how many episodes of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast are there? Ooh, let's give him a hint. No, you don't. It's four digits. It's four digits. It's Think four, Star Wars four digits. It's four digits, even though we never made it to four. Yeah, that guy in the black. Keep yeah. <laughs> no. Think, I, think Star Wars it's and a Star Wars four-digit number. numbers. Right here. There yeah, we go. It. <laughs> it's technically only 138, but I added the extra one because it seemed appropriate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, okay, okay. How many t-shirts we got left? We have three left. Okay. What's Zeb's homeworld? I don't even know the answer to that. Is that it? I think it's the. Yeah. You're almost there. Is that the closest we're gonna get? I think that's the closest we're gonna get. You you can come get a T-shirt. Lasan. Okay. <clears throat> okay, uh, uh, you got anything else? You got any other? Oh, what are the creatures in the caves? You remember oh, I, yeah. I, that Hera and, and uh, uh, Sabine fight? Ezra, Ezra had, he, mind, he had to yeah. use the force to, to do one of the major queen ones or giant ones. Sounds like something that would be chewing on the power cables, the power cables but it's a the Millennium Falcon, different. yeah. What chews on the Millennium Falcon? But not quite the same thing. <laughs> a little different. It's the cousin. Maybe a little bit scarier. It's a little scary, yeah. The cousin of one, maybe. We're giving you guys so many hints. <laughs> 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 you got it? You, you think you got it? Right. Yeah, it's close. Yeah. What if you're scared of him? Uh, like afraid? Yeah. There he goes. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Is that? Is that? Okay, there you go. Okay, what do we got left? We got the small left? Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, what's Kanan's last name? That one's easy. easy. Come on. Kanan's last name. Is it too easy? All too easy? Oh, there he goes. Kid in the black. Yeah. Right off the Did he look at his book. figure? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Gosh, they haven't answered it. Thank you so much to everybody who yeah, came out to this. Out. Appreciate, we it. appreciate it. I, I thank you all. Thank you, thank you for listening in the future. If you didn't get one of our little postcards.